time for the midweek movie mention. Yeah, I nominated it. It's Blood Simple. Never heard of this one. It's a Coen Brothers joint. Yeah. And I'm slightly nervous about it because when we, because I'm a big fan of theirs mm. and I was a big fan of The Simpsons. And when we talked about The Simpsons, we, we messed it we up. We didn't do it justice at all. Yeah, it's the one. It's the one episode that we've talked about that we wish we could redo, isn't it? The Simpsons yeah. one. Yeah, we it didn't do that justice. So I, I'm going to try and do the Coen Brothers justice, and I picked this one because I haven't seen it for probably 25 years, something like that. Uh, you're so not I'm, that old. No, oh, it's true. So I wanted to rewatch it, and I didn't want to pick one of the ones that I really, really, really like, like Big Lebowski or anything like that. So, gone in. This is their debut feature, mm. and did we all see it? Yeah. I watched it. I I haven't seen this movie and I still haven't seen it, unfortunately. So, and it seems a bit of a weird thing for you to have to sell it to me because this is a movie I want to see. Yeah, I think it'd be an easy sell because yeah. you want to see it. And also it's really fucking good. It's, like I said, it's the Coen Brothers debut. What year are we? 1984. Okay. It's also Francis McDormand's debut. Yeah, so look, I took a look at the cast today. It's a decent cast, yeah, isn't good. it? She was beautiful in this as well, wasn't she? She was well, attractive. Yeah, really a, a knockout back in her day. Yeah, she's, I thought she's in this sort film. of young, fresh-faced here. And then because you're going back to watch something by people you know are good and you know Francis McDormand, like, double Oscar winner, Yeah, it's got that extra sort of... Pedigree. Bit of gravitas, yeah, yeah, pedigree to it. So you're expecting good things. I, obviously, I, was, I knew it was going to be good because I'd seen it before, but... Just as it's good as I remember it. You know? 25 yeah. years is a long time to wait, isn't and it? To and to see then... where these masters of their craft in different ways, where they've come from and, you know, what they've done now. I, I think for for me, I'd not seen this film before. I'm obviously familiar with Coen Brother films, <laughs> but you could start to see the germs of their style. More than that, actually, you could see their style in this. It was a, a little treat of what's to come, mm. I guess, with the Coen Brothers started with this film. Great debut. They have a kind of quirky, sometimes just pitch black sense of humour, and that does crop up in this. Not quite so much as some of their other things, but there's a few things that happen in it. It's going to be tough to not spoil what happens. Well, you're going to have to. Fairly classical kind of film noir kind of setup. Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's a couple. So Ray is a bartender at a bar, and he is having an affair with the bartender's wife, played by Francis McDormand. He gets a phone call in the night from the husband, you know, while they're in bed in the motel. So he obviously, you know, knows what's going on. Turns out he's actually got a PI following them, taking photos. So he's well clued up about what's going on. And I think he infers that she's probably sleeping with other people as well. But I think that's just him just trying to well, be the, fucking nasty. The PI mm. is that nasty bit of work that you just think, well, why has he found this guy? If You know, it becomes a little more apparent because this guy will do anything for money. It oh. sounds like a memorable character. Who's he played by? M. Emmett Walsh. Big oh, guy. Big, big guy. dude. Yeah. yeah, he's wearing like this sort of white and creamy suit. It just looks so... What else has he been in? M. Emmett Walsh. Oh. He, he, the kind of character he plays in this is the kind of character he plays really, really well. I think I've seen him playing Colonel Parker from Elvis is... Oh, okay, you know, oh, yeah. kind of character about him. So he's um, the sleazy, greasy PI who'll do anything for money. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, what is he going to do for money? Well, at first, he's just hired to, just to confirm that this affair is taking place, which it clearly is. 
Um, and he has a great deal of satisfaction watching them. You know, he, he, he'll he watch and watch. And then when it's clear and obvious what's going on, he'll watch some more just okay. for his own pleasure. Right. And then... Sexual thing going on there, do you think? Yeah, he's dirty, uh, kind of... Well, Mar- Marty is the bar owner and husband and he hires him. And when he, he shows him the photos, he's like, well... He's, bit, he's fucking pissed off that he's taking these photos because he knows he's a sleazy fucker. He's mm. probably looking at him and enjoying him himself, you know. So he, he Marty goes back to the house to... He's going to kidnap Francis McDormand's character and take her back with him. But she fends him off and he gets sort of intimidated and, and scuttles off with his tail between his legs. And he, he hoofs it. It's one of these great cowboys moments. He hoofs it down the road as fast as he can and then you just hear the car stop and he has to turn around and uh, Ray goes... Love to have seen his face when he saw it was a dead end. <laughs> and, uh, so because he's, he's been really humiliated now, so he goes back to the PI and hires him to actually kill the two of them. Oh, right. So okay. It, yeah. it Things gets... take a, a darker turn. Yeah. And of course, the conversation then discussing this comes up and none of them want to say exactly what, you know, not going to say here's the money, kill those people. He, he, They're trying to piece it out of each other. Exactly what would you do? And and if you're in any doubt how sleazy this Emmett's character is, then by the end of this conversation in the car, you're left with no doubt this is a man that will do anything for me. It's quite chilling, actually. He's, he's a really horrible guy. Mm. He's going to get 10 grand, I think, yeah. for the privilege of killing them. It doesn't seem like a huge fee for murdering 1984 two people yeah Yeah. so what's the relationship like between francis mcdormand and marty like there obviously there's been trouble for a long time has there that that's why she's a lot of it it's into the affair before you really see the problems going on in their own marriage okay and marty is he's a little bit older than her you know he he's uh, quite a few years older than her so whether that played in any significance in her having an eye for for younger men or other men i don't know but there's just this constant doubt put into his mind through the P- the pa and mm. the private investigator as well who's talking about other wi- other guys and mm. things like that you know so she's also in this relationship with with ray and he is eventually told, as as Sider will say, that the same kind of thing, isn't he? That she's in with another yeah. guy. So it puts doubts into his mind as well. But our friend, the PI, his name, his name is never mentioned in the film. Okay. But it is it is in the script and whatever and in the credits. His name's Lauren. This, he goes to the house. He takes more photographs, but he doesn't kill them. He goes into the house, steals her gun, and leaves and then he he develops the photos and doctors them to make it look like he's shot them all right stuff on the pictures then he goes back to marty they have a conversation and he says yeah i've done it Marty throws up at the fact that fuck i've actually had these people killed gives him the money takes the photos puts them in his safe but lauren shoots him just fucking cold blood shoots him in his chair so it is a fucking spray you know in um, la confidential when yeah James yeah Cobra yeah gets yeah, yeah. It's like that you're like fuck i didn't see that coming at all and he's he the reason he's stolen the gun is to make it set up like she's killed him yeah he's got, oh, he's got his own. So first I it's thought, all hitchcocky isn't it it's all yeah, hitchcocky. Bit, i thought he was gonna 
because he obviously didn't kill the first of it. I thought, oh, he, he, he's not a murderer. Like He doesn't want to kill anyone. He's probably mm. just going to take the money, run to the next town, do a job on someone else. But no, he is a killer. Right. He's just playing all the angles of like, what he's most likely to get away with. Right. Yeah. Never well, and he did that because he was paid more by them? Or? No, because he, no. he, he realises he could probably get a, a few more quid and take all eyes off him on this double murder and have it all kind of twist around. That What a total psycho. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But he's like a big sort of goofy kind of idiot as well. Lovable psycho. No. Not lovable, but just like more stupid than it do, you would don't see it coming because he doesn't look that calculating that mm. he's going to play one off against the other mm. or twist it around. But he's a he's a cold dude. Yeah, and he he what gets him in the end really or or plays on his mind certainly is he's he thinks he's cleverer than he is. Mm. So he makes mistakes. And one of the mistakes he makes was leaving his is lighter on the table. What an where, idiot. Yeah. Where the, is it um, a really like distinctive, distinctive lighter. one that's like got his name engraved on it or something? I stupid think so. It did have some engraving brilliant. and you see him using it a, a couple of times. That is, um, I mean, that's pretty. Now you have to remind me how that comes back because he, he does certainly go back into the room looking for, he knows the light is gone. He's searching for it everywhere, isn't he? When he finally does, yeah, when he mm. finally does dawn on him. But there's a load more stuff that happens in between to, to kind of confuse matters. Well, Ray goes to the bar and sees the dead, in inverted commas, what's his name, Marty? And he believes that Francis McDormand has done it. Of course, he think he should be already dead. Oh, it's all very confused. Everyone right. is very confused about what's going on. So he decides he has to clear up the crime scene and dispose of the body. Right. So you get this really long, convoluted bit of him trying to clear up this blood with a denim jacket, and it's just not fucking working, you know. While while the bar is slowly starting to have people come in. Yeah. Amazing. So he has to take the body in the car out. They go out, and it's this bit's a lot like Fargo. They're going out in the wilds, and he pulls over the side of the road to, to dig a grave. Comes back to the car, there's no body there. <laughs> and he looks around the side of the car, and he's very, very slowly crawling away. He's not actually dead. Oh, brilliant. And, and there was no uh, there was no hint of that. There was no him groaning or rattling around in the back of the car. I you know, uh, thought it was gone. Suddenly, there's this truck coming the other way oh. that's gonna <laughs> it's a lot of throw, the, stuff. throw the headlights on this man who's been shot crawling down on the road. So he's oh, got wow. a call to make, and he grabs him, picks him up, gets him into the back of the car just before this huge truck passes them, beeping their horn the whole way, and then he needs to get rid of him and and he's not dead he fucking buries him alive man oh what <laughs> yeah shallow grave the guy goes, and he's just chucking gravel you know on his face it's fucking, wow it's pretty cold because this guy at this point he's just been a guy having an affair you know yeah it, it, but he's he he thinks he's doing the right thing but it's like a it's situation mistress, that's not escalated yeah. well out of control yeah no why didn't he let him Get hit by the truck. Oh, but then that would have involved. He the thinks it's all going to come back to his missus mm. that he's having the affair with. You yeah. see. Right. Bloody hell. So now so, he's dead. So is he? So, I mean, is well, he going to come he's back? In a, he's in. He's in a shallow grave. We know that much, and he's been covered. And Ray then goes back to see Francis. The character's name is I forget. Abby. Abby, and kind of then says, "Well, you know." cleaned up your shit i went to see it. and she's she's like what 
Yeah, she doesn't get it. And she also says, I, I didn't do anything funny, which is a line that's already been told to, to Ray yeah. about, oh, is she going to tell you she didn't do anything funny and you're going to believe her? She's got another guy going on. I'm wondering about it. the guy who did do the shooting, though. Is, does he know what's happened? He's going to come back and be like, who the no, hell's cleaned up the exactly. body? Exactly. When he came back to find his lighter, the but, body's No, gone. what's happened is he gave the photo to... Oh, to Marty. To Marty. And he's like, give me that back. So it's in an envelope, you know. So he gives him back the envelope. But when he opens it later on, it's, it's an advert. It's a flyer for the bar or something. And he's kept the, the photo as evidence that he is a murderer, you see. Mm. So he, go, he goes back to the bar to retrieve the photo. And then he sees Ray and Abby together, which leads to another altercation, which, again, it was just like, having, I've forgotten all the, all the detail, you know. Ray ends up getting shot and killed. He's out of the right. movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, it suddenly becomes like Game of Thrones. People are just dropping, dropping like, like flies. Yeah. And then this incredible scene, really, which I, I, I'll be cautious about talking too much about it because spoil a couple of surprises for you. But the the scene where it's a show off, really, between Abby and the PA, PA, <laughs> the PI, <laughs> personal assistant. No, um, a show like a shootout. Uh, well, she's locked herself in a bathroom. Yeah. She's completely sort of cut off him. She's in isolation. And he's trying to find a way in to to get to her. And the way he tries to do it leads to a really fucking great scene that I don't want to Yeah, well, she, she crawls out the, the bathroom window and hides away in another room next to it that you can't see unless you, you, you reach around the outside and, and find it, which he does. Right. I'm going to leave it there. Right. Because okay. she does something to him then, which is just current oh, it's genius. Yeah, so it's, it's, really, it's really great. And it, it turns out, anyway, we, we, we go through and it, it's quite a long, a long kind of scene played off. It's drawn it? out, yeah. It, it's almost like real time. You okay. know, there's something has happened that is quite brutal, savage and violent. And you kind of just watching it with them as it happens a little bit like you know that was it 96 hours where the guy's got a saw off his own 127 arm or something like hours, the, you know yeah. 127 96 yeah. almost there. he wishes it was nice that's how quickly was, you'd have done it it was 127 so it was that kind of scene where you just somebody's got to do something and oh you know Ooh, okay but she brilliant. she thinks it's marty that's attacking her yeah she doesn't know it's this dude right so she does eventually there's one round left in the gun which she fires off um, and you'll have to watch it to see what happens, but like, it's, it's a fucking good ending. Well, I mean, it sounds like typical... You mentioned Fargo a few times. It, it feels like it was in the same universe when you were describing that it. That road scene it is almost like cut and paste. Yeah. Of, yeah. Like, the, the look, the feel of it, everything from Fargo. Yeah. Um, and is it... Where is it set, did you say? Is it like Minnesota or somewhere like yeah, that? Yeah, it's it, mid, it's mid a, west It's town a sleepy sort of small town mm. kind of vibe, typical kind of sort of stuff. There's some nods to some other stuff. There's a... There's a, a shot where they come out of a, the back of the bar and the, the way that the camera is, it's exactly like something out of Evil Dead. Okay. Um, and they are good friends with Sam, Sam Raimi. Raimi. And I think it was Joel did the edit, some of the editing on that movie. That's right. Yeah, no, yeah. no, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, so that that's like another nod to it. The, the cinematographer is um, Barry Sonnenfeld. In Baza. This. 
Yeah, yeah. Baz, because they were film student powers, I think. Okay. So obviously he went on to do a load of Golden cool stuff. Golden generation. So basically everybody who was involved in this in some way or another got has on gone to on to cool achieve. Like, what, what about Ray? I didn't recognise Ray. He's the one that doesn't sort of hasn't re- didn't really kick on. Um, he's played by John Getz. Yeah, who I struggled to think of anything else. Anything else he'd been in, and yeah. it was it was maybe the one part of this film where the lead character is quite a big part, and I've not seen him in anything else where you see young Francis, and you'll see a, a few other characters that definitely you've seen in other films. And the the guy who played Ray, I'm pretty sure he was in Scarface, is one of like the the early drag drug barons that he's this Al small kind of rodent-y looking dude and he's got this enormous like dimple on his chin that you All think right. is like almost fake like, you want to touch it if you it just if you so just so it. like you're staring at it you'd recognize the the bloke um He's really good in it. He's, he's a horrible bastard. So it's got all those sort of Cohen touches. It's also edited, this one, by Roderick Janes, which is their pseudonym that they use to edit ah. all their stuff. I don't know why they do that. It's just pretty cool. So, yeah, big Cohen f- fan. And I think when I saw this the first time, I'd only seen, I think it was, I think I knew about them because they'd just won the Oscar for Fargo. Mm. So I'd seen... That and I'd seen Miller's Crossing and I think Barton Fink and then I managed to get my hands on this and watch this and you can see the genesis of all their mm. stuff is here in this movie so this one it's it's great I really yeah you'd want to see it anyway but I just highly I, recommend it I, I wouldn't say it's their best movie but it's still very very enjoyable there's double crossing it's got that noir feel about it there's great characters and things get out of control fast mm. you know it's got all those elements that make a, a really great film along with bits of everyday humour like I don't know just how the they do it how they, they manage to get in these comedic moments in some of the darkest situations. Yeah, yeah. There is that though, isn't there? In everyday life, there's there's funny kind of moments that happen in the darkest times and they tap into that and they remember it and able to just pitch it really well at different moments in the film. Watch it, you'll enjoy this. Well, like I say, I do want to see it. Maybe next time it comes around on the midweek mention, I'll watch it. Just quickly, it was made for one and a half million yeah. dollars yeah in, in 1984 okay mm. that's that's a bigger chunk than it is today but still well clearly it would have made that back now by because just people interested in their work but i don't know how the statistics work is it about box office or yeah i'm not entirely sure but it's made 4.2 so yeah. that's good um and obviously it was enough of a hit that they went on to do other stuff that was i great. think that's the important thing that they had more films after this but with that cast and that team in behind them this was going to be a hit they must have known it up until a point i loved everything that they did Mm. and then and that point was the lady killers did that come before intolerable cruelty i never seen intolerable cruelty rubbish yeah but lady killers Killers. real disaster yeah but this is great (laughs) yeah it's great maybe they stick their their original stuff you know they don't need to remake uh classic ealing films Mm. Nobody does, to be honest. What was the Western? Buster Scruggs. No. The one with Jeff Bridges. Yeah. True I, I, I that was good. I really liked that. I've I got to be honest. I, I It's almost blasphemy, but I almost prefer it to the original. Yeah. That's big cool, isn't it? But Jeff Bridges is so good. And the kid. Maddie Ross. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, she's, yeah she is great. Yeah. She's great in Pitch Perfect too as well. I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing that. <laughs> 
That's another one. <laughs>